0: Uh, Hello, Internet. Uh, You're now experiencing technical difficulties. I have uh, uh, Ulysses Duckler and uh, Ewan um, here to talk about their upcoming um, funding project for a uh, transformative uh, Tarot tabletop RPG called To Change. Um, And yeah, great. It's uh, great to have you both back. Um,
1: Yeah, great to be back for the... Second slash third time,
0: <laughs> yes. Well, uh, we'll talk about why sure. we are recording a second interview. Um, but uh, don't worry, duck, this still counts as your third appearance. So, your uh, Getting some, some kind of merch will be sent <laughs> in the mail to you. Um, I think I said someone, yeah, we'll make some homemade sangria and we'll just put that in a Ziploc baggie and Woo. mail it to you. It'll probably, I don't know what the laws are against uh, mailing alcohol across state lines. So uh, I'll I'll just write someone else's return address. It'll be fine. Um, and yeah, we also have you in here. Uh, hey. Hey. Um, so I guess um, to start, uh, just to ask you, you and uh, not uh, you duck. Um, so how has, I guess. How has anything changed since uh, Acute Decorum's, uh f- fulfillment has uh, finished? Or you, do you still have parts of it you're you're working on?
1: No, everything is about wrapped up there. Uh, mm-hmm. We had um, we did a second printing of the book to put that back in stock with IPR, and so now they have mm-hmm. plenty of that. Um, I when I returned to Oregon, um, going home over the summer, I saw it at a few of the LGSs that I. Oh, nice. Oregon, which is really awesome i that that i imagine is a great feeling it is pretty wild i went in there and i saw it i was there with my dad and he pointed it out i didn't even notice it I my eyes like glossed over it it was like right in the front of the store <laughs> i just glossed over and he's like oh crap and then i was like i was like oh that's that's neat and then after we left i was i had a freak out i was like oh oh my god yeah. <laughs> and then i wow. went back the next day and i brought them some extra copies i had and it was like hey do you guys just want to like take these (laughs) well congratulations we won't won't say no to extra stock so
0: yeah congratulations published author and and successful uh game designer king yeah we we salute we salute you um and your wonderful game
1: thanks so um yeah Q Decorium. i had a really great time with it i still want to do uh more expansions to it um Mm -hmm. i've been talking with some people who keep pushing me on this idea of like, uh, sort of a coral reef version with oh, like nice. instead of well instead of insects like um, nematodes and sea slugs mm-hmm. and sort yeah, of like fish. reef reef critters.
0: Oh yeah, shrimp. that makes sense. Uh, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so those sort of like under uh, aquatic creepy crawlies would be really interesting. Yeah, I, I don't yes, know. So... I don't know enough about it. I need to like research marine biology stuff to, to mm-hmm. learn more. Uh, there's a lot you can kind of, there's close. a lot. Yeah, there's a lot. You could probably, I,
0: the other thing I could also imagine doing for Keto is like doing like a belonging outside belonging game. That'd be a, because that the, you just need to create the, the system's already been made. So you just need to like adapt it to Keto Yeah,
1: and, I think that'd be really interesting too. Mm-hmm. So hopefully in the future, I do want to do more, um, more supplements, more settings for it. Yes, but and I also want to like expand my experience doing other other game systems yes. as well. and we definitely want to
0: talk with you again uh, when when those are going to come in close to fruition. <laughs> um. So, Ewan. Um. So, this is while well, this is going to be the first time the uh, listeners have, have heard you before. Uh, so, yeah, could you describe us? You know, um, you talked before about how you're kind of a neophyte into the the tabletop RPG space, but yeah, what are you? What do you do? Well,
2: what are you all about? <laughs> yeah. So, um, my I am my experience with uh, I I've only recently really gotten into uh, TTRPGs. I've been quite enjoying it though. Mm-hmm. Uh, i really got into it. Um, I mean, it's something that I've been wanting to do for a long time, but I haven't really had access to uh, a group or any friends that actually really did it. And, uh, you know, Doc has been great for that. Um, and, uh, you know, we just, Doc and I just sort of met through a um, uh project I was working on in a web novel and uh we got to talking and we decided it would be really fun to do a collaboration and so we came up with the idea for it to change and it kind of touches on themes that we're both interested in and it's it's just a lot of fun so Mm -hmm. liking it so far
1: you and just definitely underselling how much of a fangirl I am for her novel (laughs)
2: yeah uh
0: so how is your novel doing and again what what is the title of it and we'll put links links to it as well in the uh show notes as well
2: so it's uh it's called i'm not an evil sorceress it's actually done now i'm working on a sequel oh
0: congratulations
2: um it's available on ao 3 and and for affinity um it's basically uh i guess i would describe it as the series is about um, uh, gay princesses and the sorceresses who enchant them as I described it.
0: <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> um, so that is, that's great to know. Um, so I know when we, we also talked before, uh, that you really hadn't, you've mostly been experienced as like a player in like the couple of games that duck has, was able to like introduce you to, yeah. um, has that, have, has, has that changed uh sense or have you gone? Cause I know you, you professed before about wanting to
2: try GMing. Have you been able to do that? Not yeah. yet, but I've lined up plans for it. I'm going to do a, uh, live play coming up here soon, which means I need to do some, uh, Test ones to polish up my skills. I hope I'm. I hope <laughs> I'm <laughs> excited though.
0: Yeah, it's, no, the, it's uh, it's a fun time. That yeah, uh, that should
1: be that should be really fun, and I'm super mm-hmm. excited to see you and Jim, uh, her first game. That's yeah. happening with uh, a, Eclipse um, or oh, course, Darling it's Demon it's... Eclipses. Uh, oh, TTRPG stream. Uh, I think it's called. Oh, nice. It's up to you, really. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. Yeah, yeah i'm just in the meantime i'm polishing up the scenario i'm going to do I added an interesting new twist doc you might like um, um i'm
1: excited to hear all about it every time oh yeah we're gonna have to put another link for your
0: guys's uh twitch or youtube channel as well so yeah we for do sure do that. um all right awesome so um yeah so what is what is to
1: change um So to change is a pretty rules light and setting agnostic system used for or mainly designed for uh, shorter games that involve like a central transformation happening to the player characters. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of this came from, of course, Ewan's novel and our shared love of like werewolf stories. Um, I didn't think there was enough, teacher rpg systems that really let you like delve into like what is the whole process like physically and mentally of transforming into a completely different thing and then also dancing around the dangers of like getting stuck permanently as something else um how that could be a risk uh aspects of where you might having the transformation might be advantageous or other aspects where it could be something you don't want and then playing with that so yeah, we really want a system that can let you uh, do those sorts of stories where transformation is the central aspect. Awesome. Um,
0: and what is the uh, the system specifically?
1: So 2Change uses a 22-card tarot deck of just the major arcana cards. And we have very beautiful uh, card art that we're working on with Mel, who's our lead artist. But you can also just use any um, of the major arcana from any tarot deck you have. So you draw cards to determine success or failure, and then there's four stats, and those stats can be damaged like in a normal uh, T-Turper G where you, if, you, you know, if you take harm to something, you mark damage. But they can also be changed, which represents this progressing uh, transformation that's happening to your character, and they can progress along the mental lines or physical lines. And at the center of your stats, the stats kind of converge in across. cross. And then the center Mm -hmm. is permanence. So if you reach the point of permanence, then no matter what's happened, you you've changed permanently. You can't go back. Mm
0: -hmm. Cool. Um, Are these, uh, so do these changes have, are they mostly in the fiction kind of like they're like, like fates aspects um, or do they also have like a mechanical effect as well? Uh,
1: They do. Um, So the GM can choose an archetype type playset. That can sort of define how their change operates. Like mm-hmm. changing into a vampire works different from changing into a werewolf. You know, one of them is like a guy biting you; the other one is caused by I don't know something else. So I guess looking at the moon for too long, curse, or um, yeah. Oh, so there's there can be changes that are caused by a curse. There can be changes that are caused by like being injected with like a mad scientist serum or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so each of the archetypes can give the GM sort of different roles and different powers over how the change progresses some might be uh time-based so just like every few story beats another change progresses some might be like jumanji rules based where if you do x thing then x change happens Mm -hmm. oh very cool um
0: so yeah uh you and um were you able to like so what uh were you, how um how did you like work with duck for the mechanics and like did uh, did you add uh, anything specifically or um... yeah
2: we um I, I would say we workshopped them back and forth a lot uh, mm. you know gave our input on each other's ideas um I He, he did mostly um, uh, come up with the initial system, but I uh, helped polish it up and come up with mm-hmm. new twists on how it could work.
1: Okay, cool. Yeah, one thing that's really big for us is we really want to um, highlight trans creators, too, and especially elements sure. of gender gender change and transgenderism mm-hmm. in this, because, of course, you know, trans people are one of the most important people who experience transformation yeah it's a real thing um and so that's uh we really want to spotlight that so we have uh rules for like uh, approaching adding gender change elements to your stories and how that would go and ewan was a big help mm-hmm. of course in developing those oh, of course
0: but uh change also encompasses like a lot of other stuff as well yeah right yeah. Um, and, uh, we've talked before, uh, about, um, managing kind of the tone of like, how, how does, how do you, you as a, as a GM, how as a GM or as a play group wants to kind of manage its changes, is, is the change horrific, is the change kind of whimsical or, uh, something that they, they actively choose, or is it something that they you know, I mean, as someone with a disability, like, you know, your entire life can right. be upended because of something that you've never, never wanted or asked for. Um, and I guess that's probably also, uh, at least in some aspects, uh, uh, LGBT stuff as well. Um,
2: I still uh, think it would be cool to uh, explore uh, themes of disability at some point in future mm-hmm. modules. Oh, sure. Um, do we want to talk about the new safety rules stock? Oh yeah, please. Uh, yeah, we just we just
1: um, wrote up some safety rules for the game too and finished those, mm-hmm. uh, which includes like um, basic stuff like the lines and veils system, which mm-hmm. is very nice. I like using that, but also some specific stuff for two change, which can involve uh, like the mental aspects which is a very dicey situation you know if you're if you're being a gm and you're controlling how your player characters are supposed to be thinking or maybe even you know taking over their minds and controlling them in certain aspects like that like how much people are okay with there so Mm -hmm. we do want to be very careful and also how to
0: play it in a way that it's not kind of exploitative and right 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 um oh cool um yeah i was i was also curious to know what what were some of the big changes that have uh, come up with to change since we last talked.
1: Um, I think right now, just like working on more of the, more of the modules that we're working with. And also uh, we've refined the character creation system to now the characters are based on three cards. So you have your face card and then you have a rising and falling card. And so character creation can be really easy. You just draw three cards Mm -hmm. randomly or pick them depending on what fits your character.
2: Yeah, I was having some fun. I gotta say, I was having mm-hmm. some fun looking through the uh, different cards and trying to figure out which uh, cards would apply to the face rising and falling for my OCs. Oh, very nice.
1: <laughs> I've also been working um, on some some of the random tables because uh, mm-hmm. those are always nice to have as a GM if you just need to yeah. come up with something. And the two player, the two player sort of uh, mechanics are a little bit different, where it's it's more of an intimate conversation between someone who's Mm -hmm. sort of controlling the change and someone who is experiencing it. Right. Um, That's the one, the one, one player, one GM. So do you also have a
0: journaling kind of solo mechanic for that? Or
1: yeah, hopefully we should have like a journaling aspect. I want Mm -hmm. to do something where it'd be like a, like an actual journaling thing where you're journaling like each day of like something that's happening to you, like sort of, um, i know I'm, I'm thinking like mad i i always like the mad scientist trope um mm-hmm. i'm a big fan of island of dr Moreau. but oh, uh sure. yeah so something, yeah it's something in that vein would be very interesting of like lab notes sort of style mm-hmm. yeah i uh i i did a playthrough of
0: uh, thousand year vampire um for our patreon um and that i mean like it's very easy to port over like a You know, I I have, like, at least several, like, journaling games that I have yet to also play that are similarly about, like, you know, you just writing, you playing, playing a character writing about this thing that uh, is happening to you. Um, So I mentioned, like, it's probably, like, even more just, like, mostly just, like, guidelines and and using some of the, like, you know, uh, draw failures or, like, have, like, a prompt creation system for like okay here's how your change affected you this day <clears throat> rather than like something that's like an outright like succeed or failure I don't know
1: yeah hopefully we should have aspects of that too with the, mm-hmm. the solo journaling for
0: sure um, awesome
1: well it sounds like everything's come
0: together pretty well I mean are, is there anything still that's still left that needs to be done of the core text or of the main rule book um, before you guys uh, officially Start sure, crowdfunding or stuff that's going to be i mean we we could talk about stretch goals and stuff later right sure
1: but uh well, well we're definitely want to work on more of the modules i think mm-hmm. so far me and you and both have like two that are nearly complete and i think we both want to do like three maybe even four um oh, nice. and then we also have our guest writers too who are going to work on their modules mm-hmm. once we start crowdfunding
0: but yeah the the central mechanics are
1: Central Not mechanics feel pretty lost. solid at this point. Okay. Yeah, I'm very happy That's with good.
0: them. Awesome. Um. So yeah, what have been the, with that, what have been the biggest lessons and, and changes from playtesting and how has that kind of affected, I guess both of you as like GMs and writers and, and game designers, especially um, you, and if, one thing, you. One been- thing
1: I found that was really fun uh, was I think it was in one of my first playtests. After the playtest was over, I did like a sort of, just off the cuff tarot reading to sort of oh, nice. determine like what would happen to the characters, you know, mm-hmm. based on like what happened in the, cause it was just a small one shot and the, the right. people really enjoyed that. That was received very positively. So then in the playtest after that, I've done the same thing and I want to sort of develop rules for letting a GM do that too. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, I am no way experienced with doing tarot readings. It was just like purely sure. in the fiction, but it, yeah, it was a fun thing a to fun. do.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, like that's, yeah. that's pretty easy to do too, and in it lends itself like... very
1: well towards um, those sort of uh, <laughs> how do you say um, like the post the post story, right? Uh, oh god, my dyslexia! Is in it. Oh no, it's <laughs> the
2: epilogue. The epilogue, epilogue for yeah. the story.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry. No, you're good.
2: Um, yeah I would I, I definitely would like to try that when it you know when it when I do my uh, scenario coming up here
1: hmm
0: so, yeah, um, you and um, especially since you're from a more traditional like fiction writing background, how is uh, how how has uh, that compared with like your, you know, how is your previous experience in writing compared with the more recent experiment in- of writing like tabletop RPG scenarios and um, also, you know, having to kind of do design notes and all that stuff?
2: Well, I will say the biggest difference with it is this is a system that uh, you know later on we do intend to add rules for longer stuff but at the moment mm-hmm. we're more or less working with one shots sure. and uh, i am i am not a person who's very good at keeping it brief <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. so it's been a real it's been a real struggle for me not to uh sure. get too carried away it's you know it's it's an interesting challenge definitely, mm-hmm. but I mean like my book ended up at like over four hundred pages so <laughs> yeah
0: mm-hmm. um yeah i so in terms of uh, exceeding length is it just that like your scenarios get because I know I also I also have kind of a, an issue with like letting one shot intended one shots go a little long but you, a lot of times that's also because I'll let like players I just like to let players role play for like. I just like to sit back and do nothing and watch like players role play for like an extra 10 minutes longer than they should.
1: Right. I think, um, I think a lot of that comes from experience too. Uh, mm-hmm. And so and since I've done a lot of one shots, uh, when I write mine, I kind of think more like, okay, I can fill up about this much with just players role playing. And like, oh, any, sure. if I include like all this extra lore information that'll probably be left to the side or it won't be used or like Um, they're not
0: going to, the players aren't going to see it. So, but if
1: I give them the essentials, then GMs can build off that and then sort of like spin things off. And Mm -hmm. it's always, it's always more fun to ask questions or to, or to give like some options of like, Oh sure. Why, why is this thing like this in the story? And then maybe it's cause this, or maybe it's cause this. And then usually when you get there, the players, there'll be one of those options, which is more exciting based on how the players are acting. Mm -hmm. You know, you can sort of swerve to that direction.
2: Yeah. I'm kind of a hardcore world builder, so I easily get carried away with. (laughs)
1: Yeah. 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 Once you, once you have a better feel for like uh, areas, sort of like those, like a, like a heat map sort of, Mm -hmm. of where players would be attracted to and where GMs would also be, have their interest pulled when reading a one shot. Right.
0: Yeah, it's a fun thing to build though. I'm also in kind of the same boat. I I don't know. I usually lately I now I mean lately I've been writing more of my own. I've been running more of scenarios that I've actually written, but I've also like read a lot of uh, pre-written material, especially for like games with very complicated plot, like mi- complicated like mystery plotting and all that stuff. So I know for me at least like i learned a lot for that it, and it also like for me it, it it helps to like organize everything like in a spatial sense so like actually having like like i need to like draw out like a, an npc relationship map or something like that uh yeah
1: having those can be wonderful on, even like, just like a basic uh layout of like sort of dungeon or mm-hmm. setting that you're talking about can be really awesome even if it's not like a grid thing but just one of those isometric views. I love those. Yes. Um, Absolutely gives me a feel for like where people are at the time. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Those are all things that definitely help to like kind of streamline your ge- like se- like scenario note writing to where like a lot of people they'll just like write an outline and you know, like they'll write like a page of handwritten notes and then just like improv around it. And it also depends on the game system. Yeah. Cause obviously like, Something like something like a mystery needs more. You need more writing to kind of like connect all the dots mentally in your head and like set the plot in motion before. Whereas something that's more rules light, you can kind of just go by the seat of your pants.
1: One thing that's really nice with two change is that because of the as I was saying with the cross where your changes progress inwards, Mm -hmm. we actually have that as like a fillable PDF now. And so uh, normally I would just work off like written notes when I'm doing a play test. And mm-hmm. then I'll refine it into a module later. But that having the cross is really awesome because I can write down each of the changes points on that and then refer to that as well as the notes. And that gives me like a very good structural guide to build off of. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I agree. These are all, these are all great uh, GM practices. Um, and I guess in terms of like, I, it sounds to me that like two changes probably also a, a game does not need so too much in terms of like game notes in terms of like writing scenarios or
1: yeah well uh, hopefully we're gonna fill the book with scenarios to you know get you started and then yeah i've Mm -hmm. had i've hadn't had to have like more than a page for writing scenarios Mm -hmm. doing a live play uh just in two days from now i think and i ewan's gonna be a player on that and i've Mm -hmm. crafted a really really bizarre scenario so i'm very excited Mm -hmm. to show that one off
2: Looking forward to seeing what you got. I don't got.
1: know if it's good enough to actually make it into a module in the book, but I am excited <laughs> to just play it.
0: Well, I mean, at least, like, I mean, you got to at least show off the system. Yeah, yeah, I'm for sure. sure. What it's going to be more for.
1: I've been very excited to get into some of our live plays. We have another one scheduled with uh, Tony from Plus One EXP. Oh, nice. And Sam, who made uh, uh, the Tarot um, solo journaling game, uh, Amnesius. I'm going to butcher cool. the name if I try and say it, but Sam is a wonderful TTRPG creator.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Uh, awesome. So um, this is just kind of more of a subjective kind of question uh, for both of you since know transformation is like a concept is, I mean, that's a pretty broad concept. So like, what is, when do you think of like transformation and like the stories that the stories centered around transformation, what do you at least like, what's your first instinct? kind of jumping in um, as writers and then also like maybe what are your second or third instincts after if you know you you're like well I don't want to do the first instinct because that sounds boring um.
1: <laughs>
2: oh you would uh, <laughs> okay um, right, come on that's a pretty open-ended
1: question
2: give me a
0: second I, uh, I can take it, it I is, take it the first ended one it is a pretty open-ended question Go you want right, take it first
2: sure yeah, okay uh, okay uh,
1: um, so I do really like to n- merge that aspect of the physical and the mental is, is so fun. Um,
0: I'm
1: trying to give an example without mental. Well, right now I've, I've keep thinking about the one that I've worked on for uh Friday and I don't want to spoil anything. Cause you went mm-hmm. right here. <laughs> sure. Um, you could
0: maybe like also like influence stuff. Oh, yeah. 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 Or- do you have any books or movies that also kind of? Definitely,
1: I'm always a big fan of werewolf movies. Um, mm-hmm. American Werewolf in London is huge. Oh, sure. I think anyone in the TF or furry space is a big fan of that movie, uh, mm-hmm. just because the transformation is done so uh, viscerally. Right. Um. Yeah, I've also think I've been also thinking about um. Uh, the old Van Helsing movie or not the too old one, but like, I think from uh, 2000. Yeah. I remember that one. That's a such so. a fun action movie it has a lot of mm-hmm. some great werewolf transformation scenes and the, and the vampires, like when they shift into like their monstrous mm-hmm. vampiric form is really cool. Sure. Um, but when I'm coming up with ideas for a setting or even just a, a story that has transformation in mind, I try and think of how, uh, how I can add like a deeper meaning to this, the situation Mm -hmm. and, and rather than just like, Oh, this is, this is like so cool. Um, you know, werewolf stuff like, Oh yeah. But, um, uh, yeah. And just some way of layering on meaning where, Mm -hmm. uh, the person transforming means more than just like a physical change or the mental change. Right. But it's changing something about their whole life. And mm-hmm. it's saying something a bit be- uh, a bit bigger about the world. Yeah. I also really like interplays between different aspects. Mm-hmm. Um, And that comes across in two change where there's different stats that determine different aspects of a change. And I, I've been working on uh some of them where, um, like, if it's further progressed in a mental aspect, then things might be different in the physical aspect or vice versa there.
2: Sure. Um, I have, I mean, I I am a big fan of werewolf, especially vampire stuff, I will say. I, I you know, it's uh, themes of transformation are ones I find interesting and. You know, media in general, like comes up a lot. I mean, it goes back mm-hmm. to like you got it in classical mythology, and it's everywhere. Um, as far as you know, the way I explore those themes, I, um, you know, my first instinct is I, I do like to explore like the positive aspects of it, mm-hmm. uh, particularly in like a way if it's you know empowering as you know relates to trans issues and stuff but um another thing i i kind of like to explore there and transformation is good for this um is just sort of like the uh complex interplay between like the horrifying and like the empowering Mm -hmm. that that's a theme i really enjoy like just uh Exploring, like, disturbing or traditionally uh, seen as negative themes in a more positive, um, heroic light, that's that's a theme that I find very interesting in fiction, and transformation is good for that, because you have got that mixture of, like, horrifying you know body horror changing losing control but you've also got like empowering and um becoming something better it, it, it's it's quite interesting
1: nice okay you put it way better than me <laughs> yeah
0: so so it sounds like at least both of you for your like at least first kind of steps are, are something kind of I kind of want to say like got- gothic horror kind of mixed with gothic like action. <laughs> that's Kinda. funny because
1: my I've also done some ones that are like straight up complete comedies, mm-hmm. um, which have been really fun to write. Those where oh, the nice. transformation aspect is something that's completely played with. I want I did a scenario that's very um, teen teen wolf vibes. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking about that, and I was thinking like how funny it is when. You know, the person is completely different, but everyone's just like like woo, you know, they love it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Where where they're cheering on the teen wolf, even though is it like it's just a werewolf on the basketball mm-hmm. court. But hey, he's on their side. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, so that that's a really fun thing of just like having uh a, a, a setting where, where transformation is is just really embraced, even not by the players, just by everyone around them. Mm-hmm.
2: Sure. Yeah, I will say uh I mean the you know, the gothic horror angle goal is a very common related one, but the mm-hmm. setting I mean, not the setting the system is, is and you know, the themes in general are so flexible when it comes to that. I mean, we got all kinds of things. We've got that, we've got we've got aliens, we've got furries, we've got uh um magic, we've got all, we've got all sorts of things
0: nice um yeah that i mean it's awesome i i really like that like to change is able to like encompass and and work with like such a wide variety of tones um and that's i think that's a really i mean that's a really hard thing to be able to do especially with like uh especially if you want to make a game that's so broad um how to like kind of square the circle. And and I think like I guess part of it is, and this is also the sense that I'm getting um from just hearing you guys talk about it as part of it is also saying like openly accepting that it's it's a mixture, it's always gonna be like a mixture of emotions and, and
1: tones and themes. Like it's never, it's never
0: transformations transformation is never not is never just one thing.
1: Really. Yeah, I keep I keep kind of describing it to people as like it's a love letter to transformation media because mm-hmm we really wanted to be so open so we could explore so many different stories on all, uh, angles of that sort of spectrum. Yeah. And, and that's a great way to
0: do it. Uh, and it's, it's also one that I, I mean, I also like it, even though I'm also kind of in the same boat of, of probably like more body horror, um, uh, kind of more stuff that is more horrific or like something that were, you know, like the, the, it's more about coming to peace with uh the thing that is happening rather than like it becoming something empowering and that's mm-hmm. probably also uh my uh disability uh <laughs> life with disability really <laughs> probably uh influences that quite a bit um, but yeah uh so that is awesome um so we uh I kn- before when we, when we did the other uh, interview uh, months ago, which we'll talk about why we're not, we're doing this uh, while we're doing another interview uh, soon. Um, But you mentioned before that, because I I also imagine to change can also be used as a supplement to other tabletop RPGs as like a, here's the, here's everyone's backstory of how everyone became werewolves or like all affected by the same, you know, supernatural or, or, uh, science, science fictional curse or plot device that this is now why, what we're going to base around the entire campaign of, of, of solving the mystery of why (laughs) you guys all turned into werewolves or dealing with your transformation. Um, so, uh, is that, is it still the case where that, uh, have you like made any notes about, uh, using to change as like a supplemental system and or is it just more of like a kind of like <laughs> this is something you could do if you want
1: to kind of thing i definitely think you could if you wanted to because the sort of the mechanics of just drawing from the deck is could be separate but mm-hmm. compatible with like playing D fifth edition in fact that is one of uh. our our backer stretch goals is if we get to 600 backers i will rewrite all my modules as fifth edition compatible don't wow. please don't do that.
2: Please well, don't make me suffer like that. Yeah.
1: But I I added that because I think I am confident in that it can fit it could fit well together mm-hmm.
2: enough. Yeah, I am definitely interested in you know, <laughs> making it compatible with um you know other systems as part of larger stories. Mm-hmm. And also in seeing duck suffer. <laughs> well, uh, it's,
1: well. it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. <laughs>
0: yeah well I mean who knows uh, we'll see if the numbers boost with this interview because um, I would not want, to, want you to suffer and not oh shit the train's running through me um, let's going to wait for it to stop but yeah no that, that's uh, that's a great, that's a very interesting goal
2: I am having serious um, audio issues here. Just a yeah,
0: it's uh, it's uh, there's a train.
2: Uh, no, it's, a not it's not that. that. Um, my headphones are acting up. Oh, okay. I think I got it now. Okay. It's um, okay, you, you, right.
1: have to, you have to you tunnel. <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right. Um. So, wow. That yeah. Getting. Doing a bunch of five e scenarios. Uh, how many of your scenarios are in that book?
1: Uh, I think it'd be three to four in the end.
0: Okay, so do, that might not it. be that bad. No, no yeah, that's doable. Um, if if it we're ever to that that uh, occurs a day to pass, um, which who knows? Um, <laughs> awesome. Uh, i be happy before I'd be sad. So sure um yeah and and I, that kind of leads into my next question is is how has like scenario writing been going we've kind of talked very vaguely about your everyone's kind of specific scenarios but how has that all been going and how has working with the guest authors or like emailing the stretch goal authors as well uh
1: it's really fun it's really fun to see people as ideas um mm-hmm. we're bringing in people from like uh hardcore transformation fans who are good writers as well as you know people who come from a ttrpg background who have an interest in transformation stories Mm -hmm. um and it is a lot of fun to see people's first reaction like when you talk to um someone like what would you write for a transformation story and then someone bringing up like uh magical girls or superheroes Mm -hmm. changing costumes and we're like oh we're thinking something a little bit more um we're seeing something a little bit, you know, like more all-encompassing. But uh sure. that is definitely an aspect that comes to people's minds. Mm-hmm. It's fun to to talk yeah. about that.
0: Yeah, no, that's that that I definitely like. I didn't think about uh, that as well, but yeah, the, those are definitely not. It's not too far removed from like the core theme of the game. Um, that like I imagine you could fit fit those kinds of stories in with it. Um, yeah yeah I never did yeah because that's an interesting because that's also like another aspect of transformation is like revealing kind of the thing that's hidden about you because that's like what I think of like especially with like a lot of superheroes is is you know or like I guess magical girls is like you have you know the power was in you all along. you just had to do a, a 30 second transformation sequence or uh, <laughs> yeah. put on some some spandex and uh, you get to be the uh, the hero. Um, which is, yeah, like also that kind of empowering, like
1: transformation. It is. I did to explore.
2: A scenario would be cool. mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I think there's there also good systems for superheroes though. So yes. I believe it to them.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I think you can do, I think as the rules is written, you could do like a more like an X-Men, like your powers are. Manifesting yeah. That, and, that
1: would be, that would be where it serves better. Like a yeah. mutate, mutation sort of power. That'd be mm-hmm. a fun thing.
0: Yeah, that that definitely sounds already supported pretty well with the rules um, of the game. Uh, So that sounds nice. Um, So, what are some of the other like scenarios you guys have been working on? Or I know uh, you and I've been working on a
1: two-player one um, Mm -hmm. where well, it started as a a multiplayer normal one, but the more I was thinking about it and writing about it, it became really focused and Mm -hmm. almost antagonistic of where like the GM and player are against each other. Um, And so that'll be really fun to see how that works out. I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You
0: and you. Oh, sure. No, I was just going to say that I know in in the last time we talked, you mentioned you were doing a space opera um, science fantasy kind of system or set scenario. If you're still doing that.
2: Yeah. um, I haven't worked on it in a while, but I do need to get back to (laughs) that. point i mm-hmm. it's mostly done but it has some polishing to do sure um yeah i i will say i would love at some point um unsurprisingly to do like a longer campaign type thing just mm-hmm. because it would let me flex my writing muscles a bit more in that respect oh sure Honestly, yeah kind uh, of- what
0: are what are the the kind of current campaign because you said it's mostly for one shots or and maybe like you know, two or three shots, but what are kind of, are are there plans to implement a kind of larger campaign mechanics? And
1: I'd absolutely be down for that. And yeah, (laughs) it can, it could definitely serve a a longer campaign.
0: Yeah. I imagine like you can like basically like stretch out how fast the
2: changes happen as well. Yeah. We were Um, talking about getting an expanded version of the change cost that would uh, be mm -hmm. good for that. Mm-hmm.
1: What I like about the one shots is that usually at the end people are bordering on like fully changed to permanence and so right that uh sort of tension of like and cuz you can push draws where you can succeed but at the cost of changing. Mm-hmm. And so in those uh like close scenarios where they might want that just that last success but that might come at the cost of permanence and then that would mm-hmm. uh what would that um carry over for the rest of the or for the epilogue then
0: yeah that is kind of the difficult thing with like having a, a, a more prolonged game is that like right. once the change, this is a game about a change that is, is happening to your characters and you know kind of the preset is that the story ends when the, the change is completed or
1: but you could def- there's definitely ways that. you could space it out because mm-hmm. we've done ones that are time based and so if you just reverse that and had it be longer maybe like one change happens each session. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, that would, that sounds, yeah, that that
0: sounds like the way I think you would probably do it. Um, and yeah, it definitely sounds like an interesting, it it certainly what, like it definitely not, I, I would not say it's like something longer than like 10 sessions. Right. Probably more in like the, maybe like five or six of the max.
1: It's also um, a lot easier to play test for, uh, the one shots. do those repeatedly. That Whereas is with true. a campaign, it's harder to anticipate how it would go. Right. Um, yeah, with a campaign, it's,
0: it's, I mean, like you need to do a full campaign of the playtest.
1: Yeah. but it definitely I mean, has the potential when we want to add it. So mm-hmm. hopefully we should get something like that in there, at least for something that can go longer than one session. Sure. All right. Um, yeah. So, uh, how
0: has, um, I guess, uh, how else, is there anything else you want to talk about your, uh, scenario writing you in?
2: Um, I guess that, um, I guess that nothing comes readily to mind. Um, at some point I do want to do a, uh, tie into some of my regular work, but. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, sure. that'd <laughs> <Are laughs> you, you really amazing to
1: see?
0: I mean, you guys should probably do, like, a, a separate that's just tied to your work, too. That could be a fun project.
1: Uh, it seems like almost every day, UN comes up with, like, a really good idea for how to expand the game system or, like, a different mm-hmm. module. I think oh, nice. it was a, f- a few days ago where um, we were talking about the longer campaign idea, and one of the, one of the face cards um, that you can have for your character is Temperance, allows you to make changes permanent before it reaches uh, permanence. So you can just choose whenever you have a change, you can make that one permanent. And we were talking about someone who had the temperance card, like playing through multiple modules and like accruing multiple changes. Mm-hmm. That was a, a, that was a fun thought.
0: Oh yeah. That, yeah, that is another way that you can also do that. Like yeah. continued campaign thing. Like
1: multiple, multiple one shots that you can string together also kind of counts as a campaign sort of yeah i mean you know well because it's also about like stacking
0: change on to change on to change too um, yeah and then it's also like kind of a combination of like not only is it just this change but it's also like you know you get the that whole stretch of advent- continuity with that character too and i think there's you know you can get some some good pathos out of that
1: absolutely mm-hmm.
0: But yeah, that sounds cool. Are there any other? Uh, you and have you thought of any other in terms of like, uh, not so much for like campaign stuff, but like uh, expanding the two change system into some other kind of more generalized rule system for, I don't know, some other emulation of an RPG. Um, that's uh, that's also what I kind of think of when I'm like when people are when I usually hear like people talking about kind of rule changes or rule alterations, it's like, oh, okay, how can we expand? How do, how do we like change the system to do something else
2: or for like different kinds of stories? There's definitely uh, quite a number of things we've right got. I am interested in, um, I am interested in implementing uh, scenarios that don't, use permanence as a mechanic. I mean, for most of them, it works very well. I think it Mm -hmm. has potential to... um, You know, I think there's potential in ones that also don't use it. Uh, So, there is that. And I have also thought before that it could be interesting to play around with scenarios that, like, um, are heavily skewed as far as um, mental or um, physical changes. Like maybe you get the Mm -hmm. physical changes all at once and then you spend most of the time working on the mental or vice versa. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Oh, sure.
2: Yeah. That'll, that'll also
0: definitely, I imagine also definitely affects the tone pretty strongly as well in terms of like what aspect of change you want to focus on.
1: See, what am i talking about having great ideas all the time <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah um so before uh when we when we talked last time um you talked before about how you you are you were organizing a soundtrack for Two
1: change that is still definitely a possibility we also all have right. some people who are interested in doing maybe a some vocal tracks that would go on that Ooh. uh the person who was doing the soundtrack for key decorum would come back. Uh, we did an excellent job for that. And, um, they were also working on, yeah, some, some vocal tracks. Oh, cool. And we had some people who are interested in maybe doing, um, singing for that, which would be very fun. I think. Mm-hmm.
0: What would be kind of like the genre of music to kind of, would it be more, uh, cause I know before you talked about, it's more, not so much like, uh, it'll be more kind of specific to like whatever setting, be it like historical or,
1: yeah that was that was basically the plan kind of if we did if we did a soundtrack it'd be like one track for each of the modules we have so something oh, yeah. to fit the sort of ambience
0: nice yeah so you have your your uh mad scientist lab scenario you have your space opera scenario track yeah yeah that'd be um,
1: i nice. always love, that. That, I love a, that that is that long a writing
0: great, that's a great idea um is usually one like because i guess uh well, I, I guess I, I've never really used music in my own games being like one, cause now I broadcast them. So I got to find free music and also just cause it's like, it's another thing that you have to, that's on your plate for like organizing it. Cause like either the, tr- either the track plays or a Spotify ad plays and you know, like it's another thing that you have to like <laughs> worry about organizing or like, uh fretting about. So I guess um do you use music in your games or
1: um when I used to run games on Roll 20, I would mm-hmm. be so obsessed with the soundtracks I had planned. Oh nice. Absolutely. I would just mm-hmm. fret over that completely. Like, is this gonna transition well into this track? Like when they get mm-hmm. to the second phase of the boss. Sure. Um so yeah I I thought way too much about that. But mm-hmm now that i'm now that i mostly do things on like discord or roll um yeah i'm I'm good with just like dropping a link to a youtube video and be like everyone listen to this right. together or um you know that that'll be enough mm-hmm.
0: yeah i think that's kind of gotten lazy i i it's another thing you have to worry about especially if you're like a gm facilitator yeah. and you're already you already like got a lot on your plate um when you're doing it so it's just like another thing to worry about maybe it's also cuz I'm getting older you know for getting older and just like now nah, we are not gonna you know uh not gonna deal with it uh quite so much um so that is awesome though it's good to know that that's uh still going to be a thing so now um oh I guess uh, one last thing so what are what are some of the uh kicks the not sorry uh game founds uh <laughs> the stretch goals that you're looking for with uh, to change that um, might be coming down the pipe. If uh, you guys do really well on your funding.
1: Right. So besides the possibility of the soundtrack, um, we're also hoping to add just more modules, more guest writers would be great. Um, We have the possibility of getting a splash page illustration from Arania, who's a very famous TF artist. Um, and has been very supportive of the game, too. It's awesome to be in communication with her. Mm -hmm. And uh, we also have a stretch goal for getting unique art for each of the modules um, with different styles that would sort of fit the tone. Awesome. That sounds great. Mm -hmm. Um, And then
0: also you have your fabled uh, convert all your modules to Mm -hmm. 5e but that's not not, that's a follower cool yeah so so yeah there's yeah uh who knows maybe it will but uh we also need to talk about uh why we are because we had talked before in november when the original uh uh, date of to change was supposed to you know or at least it was like december i uh believe Um, i think
1: it was january 8th
0: yeah but uh it's later in in 2020 so so what what wait why why did you not uh dis- you as you as a designer and you've also said as as like the design team uh not not do that and uh also not go to kickstarter
1: right so it was definitely a decision by the whole team i want to stress that mm-hmm. um and so yeah right before we were about to launch it was the day before uh kickstarter did their announcement that they were pivoting to blockchain technology uh this was not taken well by me by a lot of people mm-hmm. i think uh certainly by the design the team <laughs> by nearly everyone i don't know who was uh hyped about this uh, anyway um, yeah. anyway we made the split decision to Put everything on pause, even though we prepared to launch the next very next day, which was hilarious. Mm -hmm. Um so yeah, we were able to stop things and then I'd already been in communication with GameSound, so I just started talking with them even more and Mm -hmm. getting more updates. Uh Tony from Plus One XP again was a big help in that, in even, you know, telling me who to talk to and like the right channels to navigate there. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And Game was very personable. Um, I actually feel like I'm talking to a real person. I mean, I am. Uh, compared to like like automated responses I'd get from Kickstarter when I had trouble, yeah. Um, so that's really nice, and that's been a uh, a very nice aspect of working with Games Found. I did a whole Twitter thread about all the um, the positive aspects of setting up a project there.
0: Yeah, because uh, uh, especially since um, after the uh, Kickstarter announced that it was on, uh, it was uh, threatening to jump off the crypt the crypto ledge um everyone kind of free there were a lot of there were many many twitter conversations about for within the tt rpg community about like okay what do we do because uh, kickstarter has become a large part of uh tabletop rpg funding uh in the last several years um and everyone you know uh we talked uh with caleb stokes um uh, a few weeks ago and he was basically like, yeah, I, I had bigger plans and those are going to be on hold. Cause uh, I don't know what, what, you know, right. Cause at the moment there isn't, there's not, I, I guess game found is, is kind of like the first, the first like alternative that I had, uh, you know, that we've kind of learned about. Um, but a lot of people were not as optimistic, <laughs> especially Caleb, just because uh Kickstarter has had built up so much infrastructure um that you know it would at least be a while before a, a real alternative uh would show up. Um so yeah I guess like how do, how does that all kind of relate with your experience the game found in terms of its uh publishing and, and funding infrastructure?
1: I mean this is uh my first project on there obviously I think mm-hmm. it's most people's First, if they're moving there, um, right. but GameSound does have excellent infrastructure, mostly for board gamers. Um, so, mm-hmm. seeing if TTRPGs can shift into that thing will be very interesting to see. I know that you know, Vast Grim did uh, great on GameSound as well as mm-hmm. Down We Go. Obviously, sure. people have stated that they probably suspect they could maybe have gotten more from Kickstarter, but you know it's yeah it's, it's, I think it's a decision a, you make, and
0: that's you, a, that's I think what everyone's uh, everyone kind of suspects um as well uh the scale of also when he, when we talk to them it's is that like just the scale like there what which is also in part of this like there's not really an alternative or at least like a clear alternative that would have the same scale as Kickstarter in sight right at this moment or at least like it seems like game found might be that alternative or at least getting closer to it
1: right they've gotten some pretty big people to come on the site which is really awesome <clears throat> um i think sign C- the cyanide happiness guys was a big get for them for oh, sure and then it's also just a cool sign to see uh you know bigger people in the ttrpg space like um bed and breakfast and uh Snow Queen moving to either Indiegogo or their own site. Yeah.
0: It has been nice to see that there's, there's been a pretty at least like for the most part, pretty like, it seems like there's been a pretty, like, you know, it does. I I am glad to know that everyone was uh, equally pissed off with the, the
1: Kickstarter announcement. Yeah. I, right Um, now I don't think that like support for Kickstarter has decreased that much, but that support for other platforms has increased a lot
0: yeah um yeah it's also an open question because the other thing is uh, again like even if if you were you know kickstarter is is the one that is the crowdfunding platform that's last longest and and it you know it has infrastructure and and people know it it's got you know it's been there the longest so like there's also like a i also understand like if you're like a small creator you know you want to get give your game the best chance of getting getting your funding especially since you're already trying to especially for crowdfunding you're already trying to like get as much you know scrounge up as much funding and for, as possible um so it's not i mean like i don't blame like Smaller people, uh, right. when I can blame people like uh Matthew Sanderson and Critical Role instead, uh, <laughs> getting millions. Oh, god, that off of projects like
1: those going on Kickstarter is absurd to me, and it's just like yes. that's so that goes beyond like trying to want the most for your thing and just being straight up greedy with how much you can, yeah, scrounge exactly. from the people who support you. Yes, uh, those people,
0: uh, re- we don't have some those. No, Um, Um, I do think
1: there is something to say about Kickstarter's sort of monopoly on the space. It's not a monopoly, but it's like a soft monopoly because you know they're head and head and shoulders above the rest. Mm -hmm. But hopefully that will shift very soon. I think. Yeah, Um, yeah. I I mean, that is that has
0: been kind of the problem with uh, like the web, like just the web, internet tech. You know, is that it's all it's all just uh, it's an oligarchy of everything's just ruled by the same, like five companies um, and which uh, won't be fixed when everything, uh, when uh, you know, everyone tries to shove blockchain technology down our throats um, because for some reason they think that it's going to be liberatory. Um, but yeah, uh yeah, Ewan, um, how do you feel about all this uh, Web3 and crypto and blockchain uh, bullshit?
2: Blah. It's-
1: Blah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's about right. Again, again, summed up better than me with much <laughs> less words. Master of succinctness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, brevity is the soul of wit. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, it's good to know that you guys have have uh, found another alternative, and um, it sounds like you you guys are having a good experience with it.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely on the optimistic train with Games Found, um, mm-hmm. just from the experience I've had so far, and that things look like they've been going well for other creators on the platform, too. And I'm happy to advise people on how to set up projects there. I've done that with a few people oh, already, sure. and seeing other people have things in the works, too, and wanting to follow along since they just opened beta. Uh, Like the beginning of this month. Mm -hmm. All right,
0: wonderful. Yeah. Well, I mean, it. I guess uh, that is about everything that I guess we wanted to kind of talk about, or at least I wanted to talk about. Is there anything else you wanted to uh, mention before we kind of close everything off? Uh, You or Yuan? Um,
1: I
2: guess that's all I've got.
1: Mm-hmm. i think that's uh all i've got as well um yep uh i just yeah i just want to give a um a, a thanks again to like the artists and the other guest writers mm-hmm. who are working with the project like it is really does feel nice to have a big team always mm-hmm. oh, we had a re- an excellent team with q Decorium. um yeah. but that was mostly me doing all the writing and then a lot of artists and this time we have a lot of artists and we also have a lot of writers too so It's very nice to, you know, Mm -hmm. bounce my ideas off of people um, and then also have people who are contributing in this, that same medium and building, building the project together like that. Yeah. That's a lot of fun. fun. Um, Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Has that also been a great experience for you too, uh, Ewan, if you've uh, not worked on kind of larger, like multi-creator, like uh, being part of a larger team?
2: Yeah, that's, that's, that's quite a bit of fun. I like it. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. (laughs)
0: <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm glad everything is going, going so well for you guys and fund and crowdfunding will is go, for to change is going on now when you listen to this uh, episode listeners. Um, so make sure to back it uh, if it sounds like it's up your alley. Um, I know I certainly will. Um, so, yeah, uh, I guess that's uh, that's another thing. Uh, talk of table chatter uh, finished. So I guess we'll uh, leave you guys as links to, to, change and, and all your other, you're not uh, you and your novel and, and everything um, in the show notes. So uh, yeah, I guess we just want to say uh, goodbye internet.
1: Yeah. Thanks a bunch for having us on again.
0: Yeah.
2: Thanks. It was a load of fun. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. It's been great. To, it was great both times. Um, it's a shame that we had to everything. Uh, sh- you know uh reality had to ruin our uh good talk the first time but
1: um, it's a shame but now we get to do it again
0: (laughs) yeah we get get to have we get to have i would say actually probably a better talk this time um but uh yeah like uh it's great to talk with you guys um i hope you enjoyed this talk as well internet
2: um we do this all for you um so yeah uh goodbye all right